Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell, joined by a special guest. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. I think he enjoyed it enough that he wanted to come back for more. Welcome to the show again. Uh, you've become a bit of a regular for us now, Shannon White. How are you going? I was going to go a beautiful day and, and excited to be on the show to talk some football. Sounds good. Well, it's the combine, so, you know, definitely uh, that's key in everyone's mind. For me, it's my Sunday morning. I've woken up to the news. I did actually, a lie, I did see it last night. All these rumors about, you know, the Steelers prefixing a trade for Aaron Rodgers and so of the Titans and so of the Broncos. <laughs> I don't know about this one. Uh, Shannon, you know, what are your thoughts on, on you know, Rodgers to the Steelers? I don't know if you've seen the young man they had on the first night of the combine. He's a podcaster. Oh, uh, Giovanni. Yeah, name? Giovanni was his name. And he, and what he was talking about, he said, "For the love of God, get some linebackers." 
Well, my opinion on this Aaron Rodgers thing is, for the love of God, just say no to Aaron Rodgers because, you know, it's going to cost too much. They're going to have to give up. Uh, they're in a rebuild. He's he's not going to do well behind the line as constructed, and they need to, to be smart with this money. Uh, for what they're going to be paying him, they can get a top offensive lineman and a top cornerback. And, and I think that's more important at the moment. I completely agree with you. And I don't know if you saw what I was putting in the BTSC Slack channel, but for me, I, I mean, I haven't seen enough of it with Matt Canada. Is Rogers a fit within that system? I don't, I'm not sure. Why would we, why would we waste Rogers with Canada? And I know that sounds really negative on Canada, but we've not actually, you know, if we take it at face value that Canada obviously didn't get to do what he wanted to do with Ben last year, like mm-hmm. is, are they the right fit? And so I sit there, I'm like, even if we had the picks, even if we had the O-line ready to go, I'm not sure it correlates, right? Like there's a reason why we're talking about guys like Jacoby Brissett and we're talking about guys like Mitch Trubisky. I, I just feel like Aaron Rodgers would be wasted in that. Like if people sitting there and saying Garoppolo would be a really good fit, you know, if he was cheap and if he wasn't injured and if we didn't have to, you know, trade for him and mm. all these ifs and buts, I don't, I don't know whether you waste an arm like Aaron Rodgers in that system, right? So, you know, it, it, that's the thing that strikes me. But look, we've got a really exciting show today for everyone. And and uh, I think we're going to probably people will be catching a lot of people, regulars will be catching up on the um, audio side because we are coming live during the combine. So I think there's some regulars like Owen David and George Teston and uh, Brian Brown, Dave Shipley, Jay Devil. I think they're all probably watching the combine and listening to us as well, like the the good Steeler fans that they are. Um, and then some some people will be catching up on the audio side. But in today's show, what Shannon and I are going to do is we are going to be drafting the positions that the Steelers should address in both free agency and then the actual draft. So we're going to go back and forth across thirteen positions. Um, so. And then, when, then what we're going to do is we're going to discuss, who, based on that that draft, who the Steelers should select at those positions in free agency and um, correlating with whoever we've selected. And then we're going to do the same thing in the draft. So, Shannon, you are the guest on this week's show. So I am going to uh, allow you to have the first pick um, of all the 13 positions. So let me run through them. You've got... Quarterback, running back, fullback and tight end, we're going to combine. Um, Then we've obviously got offensive tackle, guard, center, wide receiver. Defensive side, we're going to look at defensive tackle, offensive linebacker. Oh, sorry, offensive linebacker. I always do that. Outside linebacker, (laughs) inside linebacker. It is a bit offensive the way they they crash in. Uh, Defensive tackle, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, um, defensive end, cornerback, safety. I don't think I've missed one there. No, I haven't. Six and seven. Yeah, that's right. So with the first pick of who this, where the Steelers are going to address this position uh, in the in the offseason, which, uh, which position are you selecting and uh, where are you selecting it to be addressed? This is hard. When the situation, we don't know what to it. Now, Cam Haver is on. Uh, the NFL Network talking to him on the first night of the combine, and he he was talking like Tua is coming back and Lulu. And then Colbert said they've had discussions with Tua, like he hopefully is coming back. If he comes back, that changes things. Yeah. Um, 
my whole all my offseason articles thus far has been about uh value finding value and for me if a guy like Devin Lloyd is there because you know so many he's shown yep. up um because the inside linebacker play was so bad yep uh, and then you have the offensive line so if it's so we're going to say the first pick is either a draft pick or a free agent. Yes. So it can be either. Okay. No, you know we got what we're going to do is we're going to pick the position, right? We're uh-huh. going to pick all the positions, and so we're going to address six positions in free agency and seven positions in the draft. Okay. And then we're going to go into each one and decide who we're going to pick at each one. So all I need to know is which position um, you think is the highest priority and. Or is that going to be sorted out through the draft or free agency? And then we can go into the player. Oh, okay. A little bit later on. My for me, it would be uh offensive guard or tackle. In the in the draft or free agency? In uh uh well see that's just it. It could be either. That's right. Uh, I wanna know. I wanna know where you're leaning right now. Um I would say draft okay. uh and in guard, offensive guard. Uh, because as we've talked, um, Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson, I, I really like with that first round pick because either guy can drop in to play center if Kendrick Green does the progress like I hope he will. So I guess that would be the best value uh, at a position of need. So Perfect. Okay, so with the second positional pick, I am going to take offensive tackle um, just there like you talked about guard. And I think that that needs to be addressed in free agency rather than the draft. I think that there's better options there um, and we can look at those. So with the third pick um, of this positional positional um, draft that we're doing, um, which position is your third priority of need? Um, and are we, is that going to be addressed in the draft or free agency? Okay, I'll say interior linebacker, and I'll say draft. Perfect. All right. So then with the fourth positional draft pick, I'm going to tour, I'm going to say, see, QB's the hard one here, right? Mm -hmm. QB's the hard one here. So I'm going to pass the buck, and I'm not going to address it. I'm going to take cornerback. And I think cornerback needs to be addressed in free agency rather than the draft. Mm-hmm. So with the fifth positional pick in this positional draft, um, <laughs> who, who are you taking? Well, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. I'll say quarterback. Okay. And because uh, you said cornerback, right? I said cornerback, yeah. Yeah, I'll say quarterback. And I'll say it could be either, but I'm going to say free agent. Oh, so you've rubbished Rogers, but now you're saying we're going to go after a free agent quarterback. Yes, I like it. Yes. I like it. All right. So with the six positional draft, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go differently. I'm going to go outside linebacker for depth. Mm. And I'm going to say they actually address that. They look for a cheap option. Um, we might look at who they might be. And I say they address that in free agency, particularly if there's cuts from teams looking to get under the cap. But more on that in a little bit. Okay. I'll say wide receiver. And I, I know where you're going on this one. I know where you're going on this one. I'll say draft. 
All right. I think we'll uh I think we'll also say center. We'll combine that with actual guard because I think what we've seen through the combine over the last 24 hours, I think it makes sense um to combine them because I think when we get to previewing some of those guards, a few of them have got that center depth. So that's going to be quite interesting there. Uh right, I'm going to take defensive tackle. Right now, this is where it's really interesting for the Steelers because obviously the way we play our defensive tackles. You talked about to it before. I think they go and get a defensive tackle in this draft. I think they look to get younger at the position with Alualu. I think they want to bring someone into the system. I think they, you know, Louder Milk is still going to play more on that defensive edge um, rather than you know completely at the nose tackle. So I'm going to say they and with how deep um, this is in terms of the middle rounds, I'm going to say. They do get a defensive tackle in this draft. Um, So that's my selection for defensive tackle. Uh, Right. So the positions we have left, Shannon, are defensive end, safety, running back, tight end, fullback. I would say safety would be next on the list, especially with the Edmund situation. So, um, And I actually like some of the guys available in the draft, so. So you're going to pick the draft. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. All right. I think this defensive end, uh, running back, tight end, fullback, I'm going to say they address running back if they go there in free agency because I think the other two positions are a bit more interesting come the draft. All right, Shannon White, where's uh, where's the tight end, next tight end fullback to the Pittsburgh Steelers coming from or where's the next defensive end coming from for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, for me, running back at, at tight end is the two lowest as far as need. Uh, and, then, of course, tight end, I think, is lower than running back. So I'm going to say defensive end, and uh, I, I'm thinking late-round draft pick. Interesting. Interesting. So I had – see, I still think they're going to try and go out and get Connor Haywood, but then after we ran that time, I think you – know, it's funny. Daniel Jeremiah just says mock him to the Patriots straight away. Like he's the Patriots fifth round pick. Um, but if you were to split the positions, I would say putting fullback in the draft, I think with tight end, you know, there's a few releases you're already starting to see at the position. I think um, Kyle Rudolph got released in the last 48 hours or so as well. Um, I think there's going to be a bit of depth there. You know, I don't think the Steelers want to spend much on that position as well. I, I, I personally, look, I don't think there's an issue going into the season with Freemuth, Raider, and Gentry, but I would like to see a more receiving-style tight end to pair so Freemuth doesn't have to do it all, and I want to see options in the Canada offense. And I don't think Raider really offers that. Um, so I'm going to say free agency um, to all make it for it to all make sense. All right. So now we're going to basically go through with all these people positions that we picked because it's the first it's the first milestone that's coming up in free agency we're going to address all the positions that we had there for free agency and you know what shannon we managed to do this perfectly Mm. where we had the 13 positions the seven rounds of the draft i said to you before we got on that we wanted to try and get to seven positions in the draft and six in free agency and that's exactly what we did (laughs) (laughs) so the first one that we had selected, um, or we, we can go in any order for this for the free agency, but let's kick it off with offensive tackle. Um, 
Is there an offensive tackle that you, that you know of in free agency? Is there, is, a, is there an offensive tackle even, you know, that might be sitting with a team that you might be thinking is a fit? Because there's a lot of teams that are going to have to make a lot of cuts over the next few weeks. There's trades that are going to happen as well. Um, is there anyone on the market in terms of that offensive tackle? It might even be a Steelers player that they need to bring back. Um, is there anyone that comes to mind for you that the Steelers might want to address in free agency? No, um, I've been mainly following the the uh, the college prospects at Tango yeah. College, where it is uh, a relatively deep class. Was watching some of the drills, and it makes you think of a core for when you when you know I've seen a report that he gave up two sacks this year, and where he graded out so high as a pass blocker. Yeah, and they're you know they're they're doing that trying to drive his free agent value up and everything. Uh, and it's a shame because a lot of these mirror drills and stuff they're doing, you know, he's, he would have been great because he moves. He's such a natural athlete, but he doesn't have that intensity. He doesn't have the aggressiveness, the heavy hands. And so therefore he just offers nothing as a run blocker. Um, so, I, you know, you can't bring him back and give him the kind of money he's going to get because he, you know, he's had an opportunity and it just hasn't worked out. Yeah. So, and it's free agency. I'm not sure based on the value, you know, because again, I'm uh, so many of the tackles that I would consider are going to be, you know, very, very expensive. Yeah. So that's why I was looking at the, the collegiate guys and, and we've talked about pinning and there's a guy that I think could play right tackle as a rookie. Uh, he, he plays over his feet too much and his feet are too close together. So he's going to struggle. Yeah, but he has the nasty and he has the effort, and you know you can coach up the rest. So, but as far as free agents, uh, who do you have in mind? Well, I think if you're going to splash the cash, I think you go out there and you get you know Armstead from the Saints. Um, but <laughs> you know you're going to want to have to splash that cash, right? And oh, and yeah. I think it goes. We're going to talk about quarterback, you know, in a, in a, you know in a couple minutes time and. I think it depends. What are you What are you putting back there? Because if you're going to spend that money, right? And you know he's a left tackle. Are you planning then on moving Dan Moore? Are you going to move like Armstead? And so this is the mm-hmm. this is the question: is that like when you look about look at who's versatile, who's not? Um, I think technically Trent ba- Brown's contract is up with the Patriots. I can't see them not wanting to bring him back, particularly considering mm-hmm. JC Jackson made it look like. Again, we'll talk about cornerback um, and how they address that in free agency. But, you know, apparently the Patriots basically told him, according to his Twitter, that he didn't, you know, that he was no longer needed. Um, I think it's an interesting one. I mean, guys like Eric Fisher, you know, what's he going to do? But he's always played on the left with, you know, and he mm-hmm. just played with the Colts. Um, so uh, for me, I don't really see anyone when you look through this. Like if I bring up over the cap right now, like you've got um, Conklin there, who's already re-signed with the Browns, Cam Robinson, left tackle out of the Jaguars, like, can he move over? He's not really ever lived up to the height. You've got Armstead, um, Brown from the Seahawks. He's getting up there. Whether he wants to keep playing, I don't think he's necessarily – I don't know enough to say whether he's right or wrong at right tackle. Um, one of the Bears, the, the, you know, they've got a they've got a right tackle out there. I mean, to me, there's the guy that floated around that everyone wanted late in the process that was uh, ex-Washington football team, Morgan Moses. If you're going to go there and address tackle and, you're not, and you don't want – to spend the money. Um, I think he's the best fit because he's, he's a sure 
you know, experienced right tackle. Mm. But it is an interesting situation that they've got there. And that's why I think some people have sat there and said, well, let, you know, Chooks test the market. And then if he doesn't get anything, maybe you do get him on a mil, you know, a couple of million a year, you know, and you sign that up for a year or two and you, and you try it out, you incentive laden it as well. Um, but I'm, I'm not about, a big fan of Chooks, so. Yeah, it's me. And, and one thing about it is left tackles are super expensive. They're very important and they cost. Yeah. If Dan Moore, who showed a lot of potential, if he can be your left tackle, oh yeah, you know that is a, that's a, just like having a quarterback on a rookie deal. You got him, you know, three more years uh, at a at a great price, and it's easier to find right tackles. So I think you give more Dan Moore that another opportunity to run at left tackle, and it's going to be easier to find that right tackle guy. Yeah, I, I think so as well, and. What's interesting though, right? Let's take a different little bend on it. Is let's look at the guys, you know, when you look at the right tackles that are available in 2023, so guys with one year left on their deal, because they're the guys that you might be able to do a trade for. They're, they're guys that you might be able to, that might be cut too mm-hmm. if they've got a high contract number. If you look at the guys that have the highest current pay per year, you've got uh, Brian Beluga there out of the uh, Chargers, you've got George Fant of the Jets. I think people will be 50-50 on probably Fant. Um, Rob Havenstein out of the Rams. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Mm. That's avoidable year, though, actually. He's available. I think he's technically available this year, um, but he wasn't showing up on that list before. Uh, Billy Turner with the Packers. That's a void year for him. Um, so he's on that He's on that contract. Um, Villain of Waivers on a contract there, too, but technically that's expired. Like Then you've got you know Banner, you know who we've still got sitting there as a free agent. Well, not free agent. He's technically signed through this year, but a lot of people think it'll be cut because I guess that's the interesting part that we probably need to address quickly. Is you know, do they do they keep Zach Banner? Because I I can't possibly see that they keep Zach Banner with the salary cap number he's got. But then you might bring him back on the cheap, right? You might cut him and then bring him back. That that would be the only way was to be to bring him back on the cheap. But you know, he's never proven anything. I mean, he's had one start, and he got hurt yeah. in that, and. Um, I mean, I, I think he's a great guy, you know, and, uh, uh, but as far as I would not, you know, invest any money in him, even if it's a, you know, low end or almost veteran minimum, I, I think you got to look at a different direction because they've got to rebuild this line and I don't see him being part of it. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. Well, let's move on to the golden position. That's the top of everyone's minds. Um, you know, after all the hype and, you know, social media, you know, drumming up all this, you know, ridiculous rumor. Quarterback, you listed quarterback as being dressed in free agency. Who are you looking, who who are you thinking right now? Is there a name, you know, we've heard some names, um, you know, float around. There's a bit of consistency starting to happen there. But is there one of these names that stands out to you? Or if you were the jam of the Steelers, is there one that you are picking regardless of what anyone says about you know, fits and injuries and experience and win-loss records and all the rest of it. Well, it's been, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but to me, Mitch Trubisky and Marcus Mariota, uh, I don't want to trade for anybody because I don't want to give up any more draft capital. Uh, Jimmy G Garoppolo, he is what he is. And um, I, I think he's, if you surround him with an incredible talented cast like he has in San Francisco, he can be functional. But he's a game manager. Uh, 
Whereas I think a Mitch Trubisky or Mariota, you know, Mariota went to Tennessee. They didn't have that offense they have now. No. And he was running for his life back there. You know, thankfully yeah. he is mobile. But, you know, he didn't have a lot of weapons and everything. And then next no. thing you know, he's with the Raiders. And we haven't really seen much from him in the last couple of years. But he's a guy that could be a maybe even more than a bridge guy for three or four years. Uh, depending on when the stores pull the trigger on a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, and Trubisky is even younger. I think he's 27 or 28. So he yep. could definitely give you some, you know, he wasn't in a great situation in Chicago either. Chicago, if you look at their history, Trubisky is the, has the career completion percentage record. And he has um, another record for their quarterbacks. I, I wrote it in an article and I can't remember what it was. But he had two, might have been career touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, well, I was just pulling that up. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, yeah. it's that tells you they haven't had a lot of success with quarterbacks, obviously. No. And you get him in the right system, and he might, you know, he might be a great fit in Pittsburgh. And one thing I like about him is the coaches have said he's the kind of guy that you want marrying your daughter. So you you know you're you're getting a, a high character guy, which is something that I believe that stores are looking for. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And and there's that classic adage that even if you don't succeed with that team that took you in the first round, there's a reason why you get given first round grades mm-hmm. in the NFL. There's a reason why people take you, and you know that's enough to warrant. I mean, look at Josh Rosen, right? Like he's clearly it's probably not it's not going to happen for him, right? Mm-hmm. But enough teams are bringing him in and having a look. Um, I completely agree with you. I think Trubisky is the player for me that I think has got the biggest upside at the, with the cheapest amount, you know, that we'd have to pay them. So for me, when you and I love talking about value, um, both when we've talked together and, and in your articles, and I always talk about value and, and Steelers war room as well. So, and Mark and I talk about value on this um, show regularly. So I think for me, Trubisky is that player. I agree with you with Mariota too. I also think Mariota is the sort of player, you know, he came through at the end of that era with, you know, um, with Griffin the third and, and the way things are working there. I'm sure he was probably at times, I mean, they all play through injury, but I'm sure he was probably playing through some major injuries as a young guy too. And I think the chance to sort of be second fiddle for a little bit, learn behind Derek Carr, learn behind a decent offense at the Raiders, let his body repair a bit, mature a little bit as well. Um, I think that's probably held him in good stead. And I agree with you. I think where Najee is at is he's probably further along than where Derrick Henry was in that. I think it was the second last season that Mariota had with the Titans where they were in the playoffs. Um, The name for me, and people are going to, the live chat might go nuts at this. I think you have to bring in and have a look at if he doesn't re-sign with them. I think you have to have a look at Winston and just see where he's gone and where his development. Because again, like the arm on him, the mobility with him. I mean, you know, yes, he had the the 30-30 with the interceptions to to touchdowns, but the guy can pass the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I'm not saying he's the answer. I just think you need to do, do your due diligence and you need to bring him in and have a look at him. Um, did you read my that, article about him? I did. I did. The, you know, and I and I agree. I mean, he as far as arm talent. Uh, he was Heisman, the youngest Heisman Trophy winner ever, won the national championship as a freshman. Uh, his head case, his character is in question. His, his decision-making, he had all the interceptions, but the arm talent is no question. 
And 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 the, the thing is, is that like you're sitting there. It's it's so interesting. You sit there through this draft process at the combine, right? The first day we had the quarterbacks, and everyone's going on about, oh, you know, arm strength, you know, is you know so important, so important. Um, and then you get to the combine and you can see the differences in people's arm strength, and people are like, oh yeah, but he's still going to go, you know, in the fourth round. You know, it doesn't matter; he can still make all the throws. I'm like, yeah, but two weeks ago you were saying that he didn't have a good arm. <laughs> like, it's one or the other. You can't make all the throws if you've got a good arm. You can make enough of the throws, but I just think it's funny the way it's phrased. But yeah, the other thing I think that stands out to me with all three of those quarterbacks is that, and Cam Haywood talked about this when he was on the Pat McAfee show this week. He talked about how much he doesn't like being on the field and not in a bad way, but, you know, they need to have a rest. And like, you know, mm-hmm. if we want to get the most of a TJ Watt um, and what have you, we need quarterbacks that are going to extend drives. And that does come with mobility. And when so when Mike Tomlin was talking about that this offseason, yeah, I'm sure they do love Willis, but that doesn't mean that they're going, oh, we don't have a mobile quarterback unless we have Willis. But I think what they want is the ability to extend these drives. They want the ability not to just be shut down in the pocket, which is you know, challenge for my guy and Carson Strong, uh, definitely a plus for your guy and Desmond Ritter. Um, but I think that's what's that's what strikes me about these three quarterbacks is they can. Ex- I, I feel confident enough that those three guys can extend plays with their feet. That's going to at least keep the defense off the field for us a little bit and and give us a little bit more of a chance than you know. There were game times last year, you know, as much as we all love Ben, where you just sat there and you were like, "Geez, if we could have bumped those legs a little bit or moved mm-hmm. around a bit, you know, they, they, this drive probably would have you know gone for you know a little bit longer, a few more plays." All right, let's pivot across to cornerback. Um, cornerback's one that's been well touted for the Steelers. We've obviously got some guys like Joe Hayden, who is, is a free agent, um, Keller Witherspoon, who is a free agent. So, you know, that's why I, I, I picked this to be addressed in free agency because there's some obviously some Steelers that are free agents that we could bring back, but then there's also some top other guys out there. Um, look, I'm just going to give you based on the their current contracts, but you've got some of the top sort of 20 guys right now are Gilmore, Hayden, Kyle Fuller. Chris Harris Jr., Patrick Peterson, Bryce Callahan, um, Mikello Witherspoon, Charvavius Ward, JC Jackson. Um, you've got Dante Jackson out of the Panthers, um, Trey Herndon, Stephen Nelson, Casey Haywood. Um, I'll probably stop there, otherwise I'll just keep reading names. But is there a name in that that free agent list or is there one of the Steelers quarterbacks that you think you know we need to be bringing back? You know, is there a combination of the two? Because I think we've probably got two or three cornerbacks we need to find. Um, in this offseason? Well, my big hope, and we've talked about it to nauseam, is we've got to change our coverage concepts. The, yes. In the modern day and age, you have to come up and jam. You have to try to play close man-to-man. Yeah, there's you're going to grasp, pull a jersey here, grab an arm there. You're going to pick up a few more, you know, defensive pass interference. But you have to go you know you have to come into this century and this soft zone and getting caught between soft zone and man uh it, it just doesn't work and so therefore if they do change to a more aggressive man coverage concept that gives witherspoon more value for the stores than i feel like he has right now mm. because he'll never be a good tackler he does he doesn't have a lot of want to in that area yeah but if you can get him to tackle, the dude can definitely cover. And that's playing to his strength. Yep. My 
if I had anybody on there that for my wish list, we've talked about it, is JC Jackson. Yeah. Because of his age, I know he's going to cost, but I think they can make one big signing on offensive line and one at cornerback. And that's two positions I think they need to put the money. So I think Jackson would be the get my target. Uh, if it was anything within reason, because you, he is going to solidify one side of the field, which is going to affect, it's going to help all the other guys, regardless of who you have coming back. Um, and then it's going to free up Fitzpatrick to to be even more effective and be more of a ball hawk. Yeah. You know, if you take that trying to play middle linebacker for him like he had to last year because of the defensive line and the inside linebackers, if you actually let him play his position of free safety and 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 have a guy on one side of the field that can kind of take care of that, and he don't have to cover for both sides, he's gonna be more of a ball hawk, more like he was the year prior. Yep. So I think Jackson would be a great value. Um not maybe because of his cost, because he's gonna be expensive, but because of his age and, and how important he'll be to that defense. Yeah, and I think, you know, you're right. If you're going to go and spend the money in free agency, I, I see the Steelers more spending money on J.C. Jackson than Teron Armstead at this point because you want to see oh, what yes. Dan Moore That's can right. do, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. And to me, like, you know, and depending on – I'm interested in the market of Dante Jackson. We talked about him last time I had you on the show. I really like Dante Jackson out of the Panthers. I think he's found himself as the odd man out. I think it's kind of interesting with that that Gilmore seems to be going to free agency. I thought the Panthers – you know, and they still might do a deal with – with Gilmore, but I think it's interesting. You've got Gilmore coming out. Dante Jackson, I think, is a bit more versatile. I think he can do a bit more on the slot as well, um, coming off his rookie contract. He certainly doesn't have the, you know, eight interceptions and 23 pass defenses from last season that JC Jackson does. He's got 10 pass defenses and two interceptions. But he did find himself that odd man out, particularly at the start of the season. You know, the Panthers drafted JC Horn. Um, you know, obviously they brought in Gilmore once, once JC Horn got injured, you know, and in what those different cornerbacks do. I know obviously we've got Cam Sutton on contracts and, you know, and he, you know, probably needs to go back and do a little bit in the slot. I always think the versatility I like in Dante Jackson and I like his speed. I like his ball skills um, and I like the value that he brings. Um, so if the Steelers are going to splash money and let's say they went and got a Rogers or they had to swallow the cap hit of a Garoppolo or something like that, I think Dante Jackson starts to become a lot more realistic. I think, before we move on from this position, do you think they end up bringing back Hayden or do you think that they let him move on? Do you think he looks for a little bit more money and, and the Steelers aren't prepared to pay it? Yeah, I think it'll depend on what he gets offered elsewhere. Yeah. Because uh, they they're, they realize where he's at at this stage of his career. And we love, I always love Joe Hayden. And But last year, especially after he got hurt and then he tried to come back, uh, he was getting torched. You know, he, he had <laughs> definitely lost the step. I don't think that's going to change. I've heard people say he might can move into the slot, but I don't think that's part of the Steelers' plan no. because, one, he's going to be too expensive, and, two, I was just reading something yesterday that the Steelers have talked to, like, 10 or 11 cornerbacks at yeah. the combine, and most of them are slot guys or are projected yeah. to be slot guys. So, yeah. to me, it, I mean, you'd love to have a guy like Sauce um, Gardner I, mean, I got him at 25 in a mock draft last oh, night. I don't know. He's a stud. He will be there at 25. I know. But, I was shocked when he was there. I was like, how is this happening? <laughs> but so I think that that tells me that they're really looking uh, 
to sign a big time free agent corner like JC Jackson, and they're going to look into the draft for maybe the slot guy. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I, and I think it's an easier. I think the transition is a little bit more reliable. I think the other thing that you are seeing as well, what I would say though is going to be interesting. And, and I'm interested to see how it works at the combine today and the pro days. Is there's some guys between the fifth to round or mocked right now, or end of the fourth, all the way to undrafted free agents that are bigger cornerbacks that will play outside that will hit? And that's one of the questions that over the last two off seasons and seasons that I've heard. You know, a lot of the guys that cover you know more of the the franchise building stuff and, and across the NFL sort of media landscape is this question about whether the outside cornerbacks that are coming out of college. Uh, prepared to put their body on the line and tackle versus what they used to. And it's a lot more that the slot guys will make those tackles, but some of the outside guys are just like, uh, you know, I'm going to do what I can in the air. And if I can't, if I don't stop the ball there, I don't intercept it. Oh, well. And, you know, that's not the way we want to play defense in Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. So I think that's probably a question that's now starting to come up. Um, You're also seeing a lot of people that play wide receiver in the, in high school now move across to college as um, move across in college to cornerback. And you've got a lot of ex um, players, um, kids that are like that as well, that are encouraging that. Apparently that's a big trend that's coming through and we're going to see that over the next four or five years. So yeah. It who's is interesting. the kid? Who's the kid from Auburn? Is it Stingley? Not Stingley. Uh, Derek. Huh? The one from Auburn. From Auburn, um, the cornerback. Um, Mc, 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 McCreary? Yeah, Roger McCreary. McCreary. Uh, I, I like that kid. Now, he is not big, like but boy, he'll hit you. He looks like a Steelers corner, and he can play really good man coverage. So I, I agree with you about a lot of these guys. They're adverse to contact, but but he will come up and lay lay the wood on somebody. Well, he's a worker. I mean, I've heard mm-hmm. I've heard several direct interviews with him. He's a, he's a Steelers from a cult uh, Steeler culture fit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. They interviewed him, and he grew up in a single parent family, and he was talking about the fact that like. He'd always done you know everything to try and you know make his mother happy, impress his mother. Mm-hmm. But what when he went to college in the second year, she said to him, I'm distracting you. You are not living up to your potential because you're sitting here so worried about talking to me. Apparently, they went almost six months without speaking, you know, on her recommendation so that he could <laughs> purely focus on football. And That's a good he, mama. Yeah, like um, <laughs> maybe a bit of investment there as That's well. Right. But, That's right. But you hear this kid and like you know, you and I were talking about some of the mock drafts and um, you're starting to see a lot of change there because the rankings through the combine are changing. I got him this morning in the third, in the third round, he'd slipped. Like his rankings gone from, you know, 30, 40 into the, into the Mm sixties. But that all could change in the matter of hours. Once Mm -hmm. he runs a, you know, a decent 40. I like the kid. I think he's, I think he's plug and play day one, um, Mm -hmm. no matter what round he gets drafted. So yeah, I, I like it as well. And I think it is interesting where, and you could have broken up, you know, cornerback, you know, outside and, and slot, you can do the same thing with wide receiver for this. Um, but look, let's, let's finish off this, uh, the free agency side so we can move into the draft. That's where everyone's big focus is right now. Um, running back, I'm just going to list off um, a couple of names here that are available and just sort of see whether you think any of these sorts of guys are worth having a look at. Um, so Melvin Gordon, I mean, he said he wants to go back to the Broncos, David Johnson, Texans, uh, Leonard Fournette, the Buccaneers, I'm sure he's going back to them. Philip Lindsay looks to be available. Um, Raheem Mosert from the 49ers looks to be available. Devontae Booker, who's had so much you know, hype coming into the league, never really did anything. Giants, 
Uh, Rashad Penny, James White, Sony Michelle, I think he'll be back with the Rams. Um, Jeff Wilson, 49ers. Marlon Mack from the Colts, um, someone the Steelers were rumored to be looking at the last couple of years. Ronald Jones, um, James Connors out there, JD McKissick, um, Damian Williams, Daryl Williams from the Chiefs, um, Ty Montgomery, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, um, Matt Breeder from the Bills, um, who made a bit of an impact later on in the year, um, Alex Collins from the Seahawks. They're just a few names that are sitting there. Is there anyone there that you'd love to see You know, the Steelers take a look at? It's funny. I wrote an article about Brita at one point, uh, back when it was just Connor. Oh yeah. Uh, James Connor. And I wrote an article, uh, about Lindsay. And so if, if we're back two to three years, I'd say yes. But based on what I'm seeing in the running back market, and as far as the draft prospects, there's a lot of guys out there that could be a good running back. Number two, um, and I like them more than I like any of these available free agents myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same. Um, one name I didn't pick was Jordan Howard out of the Eagles. He's one that I think sometimes we'll look at for me out of all those names though, that I did list, I'd be, I'd be open to the Steelers looking at Penny Rashad Penny there out of the Seahawks. I think he's someone that knows how to play, um, you know, in that one B role or that, or that two spot. I think he offers you more than what, you know, you know, Balage and Snell offer you more. But again, I think there'll be a team that's ready to throw five, six million at him. Um, and the Steelers don't want to be doing that for a backup, you know, running back, you know, mm-hmm. at this point in time of where they're sitting. We do have a super chat. So we're going to address that from Dave Shipley. Uh, $20 in the tip jar. Thank you very much, Dave Shipley. That's, a, that's, a, that's an awesome super chat. We appreciate that as always. Um, and I really appreciate you listening to all our shows. And I know you're a regular of this one. Um, he says draft o- offense, unless a guy like Lloyd falls, which is a guy you and I, like I said him on Twitter, you know, as well, the Steelers should get him. Uh, he's been in a lot of my mocks. I always pick him if he's there at 20. Um, open the checkbook for free agent defensive players. Shannon, before I get to uh, like get your thoughts on that one, it's quite interesting because you and I have um, two more positions to wrap up here for free agency. But the majority of the positions that we are going to look at for the draft in the next sort of 20 minutes, and we're going to go pretty quick fire, is majority defense, um, which I think is funny because of the way you 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 and I both love defense. Um, mm-hmm. So it probably makes sense that we want to see, you know, bring guys in and build and value. Um, but with this approach that Dave Shipley says there, open the checkbook for free agency, def- you know, in for defensive players. And it makes sense when we talk about cornerback and what have you. What are your thoughts on that? Because there is something to be said for guys that, you know, understand scheme fits, understand the rigors of playing defense in the NFL, um, are ready to help now and help out the guys that are already the studs that we've got. Um, but yeah, I'd love to get your thoughts on, on this interesting point that Dave Shipley makes. Well, one thing is I love Lloyd because then my Greg Lloyd jerseys, especially if they give him 95, it'll be great, you know, because it just says Lloyd. So, but we've had a lot of success with the guy's last name, Lloyd. Yeah. So uh, love the kid, love how he plays. Yeah. Um, and I think he would be just, you know, 10-year starter in the middle of that defense and, and just be a, a stud. I think he's that – I think he's Devin White good. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I don't have faith in Bush anymore. Now, if Flores could come in and, and help him find his aggressiveness – because he his mobility come back towards the end of the year last year, 
but his aggressiveness didn't. Yeah. And you have to want, there's a want to there to, to, you know, hit these guys. You have to want you, you know, he would try to run around blocks. He would get caught up in the watch. You know, that concerns me. So I do not want to go into next year uh, having to count on somebody that might have lost the, the, the one thing that a middle linebacker has to have. Yep. But but I agree with him. But the problem is, is the Steelers, I'm looking at it as a three, two to three-year rebuild. Now, I know a lot of people are not looking at it that way. So I want young defensive guys yes. who can grow together and young offensive guys, and you're going to have, you know, your Watt and your Hayward and a few veterans scattered in there. You might get you another veteran defensive lineman, yeah, or even a, a middle linebacker like uh, Campbell. Uh, I can't, I can't remember what his first name is. Oh, uh, um, Devondre Campbell. Yes, a guy yeah, like that would be a good fit. Yeah, and again, get you some experience. But I want the majority of this team to grow together because you have yep. that short window. Yeah, you know, and it's three to four years usually, and. So that's what I'd like to see happen. So, uh, and I just don't think there's that many defensive guys to throw the money at. You know, you're going to have to a cornerback, and and you might even you know get you another safety because uh, you're going to pay Edmonds or you're going to pay somebody. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, I'm looking to the draft for my defense mainly. Yeah, me too. I, I think you hit it on the head there with Devin White. For me. I've said it multiple times this offseason, you know, basically going back to November. Devin Lloyd is, if you can get him at 20, in many other drafts, he's, well, he's, I still think he's a top 10, you know, prospect in this draft. But with the way the league is prioritizing certain positions, like particularly the edge rusher, the really good wide receivers that are obvious, like regardless of whether people care about 40 time or not, there's some very good wide receivers in this draft. There's some, there are some good tackles. If he's sitting there and slips to 20, you got, as I say, you got a player that's top five to 10 in any other draft and think we traded up to get Devin Bush at 10. I like more from Lloyd coming out than I like from Devin Bush. And I was egging the Steelers on, you know, to, uh, to draft, you know, Devin Bush. And that was, you know, when I was on the, on the, you know, just a a listener of BTSC. So um, yeah, I, I just think that it's incredible with Lloyd and I'm glad there are lots of us that are on board. One more thing. Uh, and I know both of us have talked about it. And it's been the point of my the value in my offseason articles and game changers. Mm-hmm. You can't pass up a guy like Lloyd because he's a game changer. Exactly. That is exactly it. I mean, it's why, you know, the Steelers don't need to spend high draft capital for me right now on another edge rusher. Mm-hmm. But if Boye Marfe is sitting there early in the third, you trade up and you grab, like you grab him. Like he he showed he showed enough from the senior ball. You grab him there, and you've got someone that you can literally spell. Like this is the thing that I think about franchise building. You've got to invest. You know, if you're investing money in, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick and Cam Haywood and TJ Watt, you got to keep them healthy. And if they're playing ninety plus percent of the snaps, you're not going to keep them healthy, right? And that's going to yeah. cost you if they spend mm-hmm. some significant time out, particularly you know, 17 games, and then you want them to have a deep playoff run, you know, year mm-hmm. on year till we get to the Super Bowl, right? And we win it. Um, but look, we'll, uh, we've got two more positions to quickly crack off in free agency and then get through all the draft ones. I think tight end fullback is an interesting one. Um, I think there's a little bit more to be said on where that sits. Um, you know, I think most Steelers fans are probably pretty happy with what's sitting there at the moment or confident enough with other needs of focus. The one thing I would say is that 
there's a guy like Mo Ali Cox available from the Colts. I think he mm. is a given in the right scheme. He's a big game changer for me. Um, I think guys like, you know, uh, Mikko Pruitt, who was the nice blocking tight end there last year, um, sorry, in 2020 for the Titans, and mm-hmm. they missed him. Um, you know, once John Smith left, I know um, Michael Beck's a bit of a fan of him. There's guys like that that stand out to me as well. You know, in a Matt Canada offense, if a guy like David Njoku was left out there from the Browns, I'd, I'd be interested in them seeing whether he's a fit. Um, but there, there's a couple of interesting ones from that perspective. Um, but let's move to the draft. We've got about 20 minutes or so left. Um, so, Shannon White, we've got the positions of defensive tackle, offensive guard center, interior linebacker, defensive end, safety, and wide receiver. Um, you and I have talked a lot about Devin Lloyd. But his inside linebacker, um, out of all those positions that that I've just listed there, is that the, is that the priority for you in the draft? If, if that's who's you know sitting there on the board, if they're like they've got their steals, got their big board on Thursday night, April twenty um, eighth, and their their top interior defensive interior linebacker is sitting there, is is that who you pick at twenty? Well, again, if it's Lloyd, I think you have to. Uh, I like uh, Dean. Okay, out of then, Georgia, yeah. Uh, yeah. just very well-rounded athletic. Uh, I think he's a great fit. Of course, you know I like Chad Muma. Uh, and, you know, especially if you can get him in third round, I think it'd have to be second. But that's why you'd like to trade back and get a few more picks, uh, you know, in the, the second and third round. if You want as many picks as possible this year in the top 100. Because there's okay, so talent. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the question then because I'm sit there and everyone always tells me the Steelers don't trade back in the draft, right? They don't. <laughs> well, yeah, but 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 he did in the first one, right? So maybe he does in the last one. That's what and they got and they got Hampton. So I mean, that's right. He's got a great great percentage of success. <laughs> that's right, right? It's good. Uh, but also, you know, if, if someone's sitting there and going, you know, I need a wide receiver, they miss out on their first few and, and someone sits at the end of the early in the second or late in the second and they say to the Steelers, hey, we'll give you a second round draft pick for Chase Claypool. I think there'd be a lot of people sitting here in the live chat or listening to the audio podcast of this. They'd be sitting there and probably going, I'll, 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 I'll take it, right? Um, do, you, do you trade back? Do you, do you actively – I know I know the Steelers are probably not going to do it, but let's say Devin Lloyd's not there on the board. Let's say the best guard tackle is Zion Johnson, who some people are ranking in the 30 to 37 mark, um, sitting there. Not one, one, none, none of the top wide receivers are there. You know, Linda Bombs off the board, who, you know, is the darling of this draft for some people. Do, do you do it? Do you oh, back? I would. Yeah, I mean, th- this year, but again, I look at it as a rebuild. Yeah, and the people too. who are totally against trading back don't look at it as a rebuild. They say we got to get these guys now. You but know, see, I, I struggle with that one though because, like, the you look at the Rams, and and I went, I, I talked about this on War Room about three or four weeks ago. If you look at the last five Super Bowl champions, the key playmakers for them that they have built through their own system that they didn't go out and get mostly second and third round players. They're not first round players, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you can turn a first round draft pick into a early second and, a, and an early third, you're, you're Great immediately value. better off. You're Great immediately value. better off. Yeah. Value, yes, you don't get the five-year contract, but you're immediately better off. 
And and it's but that five year is more important with the quarterback, exactly, than it is to the other positions. I think because like look at this year they didn't pick up Edmonds, uh, right. you know, because they don't want to. And they might him. not pick up Bushes. Exactly, and well, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't uh, either. Yeah, if, wouldn't. It, if it's a quarterback, but even then, if you can get a Ritter or a Strong or a How or even a Corral in the uh, second round get you one of these young receivers and let them start developing by next year. You really got something. hundred percent. Yeah. And and, and who's to say they can't develop with, if it's Rudolph, if it's Trubisky, Mariota, you know, but I'm just saying that, you know, they're, they're wanting four wide receivers. I mean, four quarterbacks at camp, probably one of them is going to be a rookie. Yeah. Well, there's a guy out there and he didn't have a good HBCU um, bowl game. But Aquin Glass, um, I'm having I'm have a mental blank on the co- on where he's coming out of from college, but he's kind of like a, um, and I say this with the most respectful way possible, but like I saw some people sort of saying he's a bit of a poor man's Malik Willis, if if that you know to use that analogy, right? Mm-hmm. And you know he didn't have a great um, you know HBCU college game, um, uh, you know bowl game where they did that sort of exhibition of some of the top talent. But I have seen him move up some of the rankings on some of the, you know, the draft simulators and what have you. So I think, you know, he wasn't at the combine. It's going to be interesting a pro day like that because I look at a guy like, you know, for him and if he's sitting there in that sixth round, you know, and the Steelers have done their due diligence there. And apparently there were more scouts um, at that HBCU bowl game than, than they've ever had at some of those mm-hmm. HBCU um, events. They, they look to promote things. So, you know, there's there's guys like that that we don't even really talk about. You know, like yeah, what even, about um, Huntley? Ain't his name Huntley for the Ravens? Exactly. I know he's the perfect backup for Jackson, so they're going to want. But but he would be a guy. He's got so much talent that he would be a guy that you'd look at that would have some big time potential. Yeah, and 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 there's guys like. Um, you know, I, I think even Zappy, you know, in the I'm not saying you draft him, you know, in the first four rounds, but like the way he was throwing the ball at the combine didn't look bad. Um, so that it's just it's interesting when we talk about that that pick. Um, moving forward though, you know, there you talked a little bit about Zion Johnson. Um, I think for me, he's the best. Uh, you know, I think if the you know, I would like to see them draft Lloyd as well at 20. I think 20 is too high for him, but do you think like how the Steelers go about Zion Johnson, um, particularly if they are wanting to go quarterback, because when a lot of us talk about this, if Malik Willis is off the board, I, I think consensus is, is that you're waiting till the second round and hoping that how Ritter or strong, you know, is probably available there with the 52nd pick, but they might not go quarterback at all. Um, mm-hmm. And Zion Johnson might not be there at 52. So it's 20s too early. So I know you've said that you've liked Zion Johnson, but but how would the Steelers go about getting Zion Johnson? You know, would you would you draft him at 20 if, if Lloyd's off the ball off the board? I do think it's a little bit high. Yeah. Um so you got uh Ken Kenyon Green. Yep. Um, you know, you'd have to look there, but again, everything's screaming to me, trade back. Yeah. And then you could hit. Zion, you know, Johnson, where he in the about the range you need to, but have you pick up that extra pick uh, for another second round guy, uh, say a uh, Chad Muma or a, or um, uh, I'm having a, a a moment, Sky Moore. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, who these two guys look like they're going to be second rounders now. 
you know, at first you can get them in the third and fourth, but they're moving up quick. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just think that the trading back option is is something that I really wish a rebuilding Steelers team would do. Yeah, I, I say I'm, I'm in complete agreement there. I know that we, you picked uh, safety to be addressed through the draft. Is there, you know, and you and I did talk about this a couple of weeks ago, but now that, and, you know, obviously we're going to see in a few hours, we're going to see some of the, the combine stuff, but is there anything since we spoke are there? Where, where are you thinking in terms of some of the safeties um, in this draft at the moment that you'd like the Steelers to take a look at or potentially draft? Is there any names that stick out? I can't think of his first name, but it's Smith from Georgia Tech. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And I'm, he had a really good week at the Senior Bowl. And, uh, or no, or was he at the East-West? Jeremiah Smith. Jeremiah Smith. Yes. Um, he really showed a lot, in my opinion. Uh, and I think he's a guy that you might get in the third or fourth round that actually has eventual starter starting potential. I think he's yeah. a great value. And uh, now, you know, I've said before, I'd like to see the stores bring back Edmonds. If, if the price is right. Yep. If it gets crazy. What is the price? What is the, what is the price? Is there a, to the nearest million per year? See, I'm not sure what, what uh, the top five of that, what was the yearly average that if they had to pick that piece? Huh? For safety, or yeah, well, for, if they'd have picked up his fifth year option, he would have been guaranteed. Oh, uh, I think it was like 10, I think it was almost eight to eight to ten million somewhere. I think it was month. closer to 10, yeah, yeah. To I, me, can, I can pull it up while you're talking, yeah. To me, I think that you know, anywhere from six to eight million, uh, because he is a very solid player, he's incredibly durable, but he's not a he's never going to be spectacular or make a lot of turnover splash plays. So, yeah, I would kind of cap him at like $8 million a year and just have to, uh, you know, you, you can even put some performance incentives in there. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to do a 10 mil a year contract with Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think he's six, six and a half with up to two, and two in, you know, incentives. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think Donald Savage um, is a little bit later on. I think his projected fifth-year – his fifth-year option for this year at safety and he's more free safety – because I was able to pull that up um, very quickly, because obviously Devin Bush is in that alignment was seven point eight million. So yeah, you're looking at it. You need you're going to need a contract there of eight million, and maybe guarantee a bit more upfront for him um, from from that perspective. Okay, um, what about defensive tackle and defensive end? Because we may have two at back, we may not. Um, before we got on, you, you know, you talked to me about um, Jordan Davis's forty time. Um, mm. there's some names there because the thing is a lot of people are talking about all these great names, but are those guys really going to be there when the Steelers are picking? I mean, I just pulled it up as well. Um, you know, Logan Hall's run a 488. I think that massively boosts his draft stock um, up there, particularly as he's considered a bit more interior. But but yeah, they're, you know, who are some of the names that are coming to mind there? And is there a later round guy as well? Well, if I liked it at the beginning of the senior bowl was uh, the matchups with Travis Jones from UConn Jones. going up against Zion Johnson. They had some hellacious battles because, you know, Jones is incredibly strong and very athletic. And he's a three down player where Jordan Davis is the two down player. Mm -hmm. So I like Travis Jones better. And some of them matchups Jones dominated everybody 
on the interior at that senior ball week. Oh, he made Marquis Hayes. Except for uh, Zion Johnson. Because Zion Johnson is, I think, the strongest of all the interior linemen. Uh, and if you watched him run and go through the drills, and all, the, the guy's built like a tank. And he has a low center of gravity, and, and he can he's great driving off the ball, explosive, but he anchors so well, too. So, uh, I, yeah, I like Jones a lot. Uh, the, the kid from Oklahoma um, – Oh crap! His last name starts with a W. He was actually MVP of the Senior Bowl. Oh, um, uh, Perrin Winfrey. Winfrey, yes. Uh, the stewards have talked to him and mm. had a contingent of people to mm. talk to him. And you could trade back and get him later. Exactly. So I think he'd be a really good value. And with the Steelers the way they they want their guys to penetrate now, he that's his strength. Mm. And and uh, you know then bring back uh, Adams as a free agent. You would have two young guys that fit that mold when the Lulu's gone. Yep. Yeah, and and I think that that's a, there's some really good points. The name, and I'm going to be looking at him in War Room this week. Um, but it was interesting when I went and watched Travis's Jones Senior Bowl, and I've been a fan of him for a long time. Um, Owen David in the live chat, and I have talked about him on Twitter mm-hmm. for you know going back months. Um, the Cole Strange out of Chattagonia. He actually put up a good fight against Travis Jones. And so he's someone that I'm sitting there in that if we want an interior offensive lineman and they are up on green, I'm sitting there going, oh, the fourth round could be a really nice place to go grab him. Um, but I agree with you. Travis Jones just destroyed people. And I think it's sad for the Steelers because where I was sitting there thinking at 84, that's great. You know, we might be able mm-hmm. to get him. Now you're going to need a, a late second, I think, maybe even earlier to grab him. And that's going to be... That's going to be difficult. It does mean a guy like Federian Mathis um, from Alabama, I think, slips to the third, and and I, and I don't mind him. Um, someone in, I think in the live chat brought up um, Devonte Wyatt as well out of Georgia. I really like him, um, but again, it it depends. I mean, this is the golden question, though, to some degree, is whether the Steelers address quarterback in the draft or whether they let it go. Because if they if they if they do address it. Unless Willis is sitting there at, at 20, or unless they really like Pickett and or you know, Strong has a fantastic pro day or Ritter has a fantastic pro day, and suddenly there's a massive run on corner on quarterbacks, which there could be, particularly if the Browns pull the trigger, the Saints pull the trigger, <laughs> you know, and if Philadelphia pull the trigger, you might actually see that run happen. But really it's probably that second round where you're going to be able to get that quarterback, right? And and that justified, and that probably is justified given the talent. Um, but that's the golden. To me, that's the golden question, and that's why I think you've got to trade back. Um, and then I, I want to end on this point and then get your final thoughts. But, you know, this second-round pick will tell you – like, uh, whether they trade back or not in the first and then where they go in the second will tell you exactly where they're going in this draft. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You know, and wh- and whether they – you know, the other thing as well that, you know, people might say they don't, might not trade back. I wonder whether they trade back in. I think that's something you could really see, particularly if they think they're going to be losing players and they've, they've got, you know, thoughts about how the compensatory picks are going to work. Um, and and that 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 may come into play with free agency as well. So uh, I do think it's it's definitely sort of an interesting thing with that second pick. But look, Shannon, I've had an absolute pleasure having you on today. We've talked a lot about how the Steelers can address a lot of needs in free agency in the draft. 
love to get your final thoughts. Um, any advice up there for Steelers fans who are about to go through a crazy three and four week period between pro days and free agency, the wrap up of the combine, and this sort of you know march into the into the NFL draft? Yeah, I think the early portions of free agency will tell us if the stars are looking at this as a rebuild or a reload, uh, which I think it needs to be rebuild. But uh, And the Steelers are going to look for the value. They're frugal. Uh, but it's okay if they have two big signings like we talked about and then you know try to find the good values with these other four, five, six free agent uh, acquisitions. So um, I don't know if we talked about receiver. I cannot remember. Oh, we didn't. We didn't quite get there, but you did cover off your darling in uh, Sky yeah, Moore. Sky Moore, yes. And, and there's other. It's a very deep, yeah, uh, receiver, and that's why, like you said, if there was an opportunity to to make a trade of a Claypool to pick up, you know, more picks than in first hundred, uh, I would think you'd have to look at it because there's some real talent there. Uh, and guys, it's going to really one change up the offense because Moore can run anything on the route tree. Yeah, and you know he can he he runs with contact balance like a uh, running back. He's almost like a smaller Debo Samuel in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can punt return. You get the ball in his hands, he makes stuff happen. And so I would really like to see the stores need a guy like that. That's going to free up the other guys to make them more effective. But so I, I, I would mainly say that the still all of us fans need to realize that even if they're a little slow coming out of the gate and they don't make any big splash signing, that they have a plan. And once they do start signing the guys they want, it'll it'll tell us how they view this as a rebuild or not. Yeah. Uh, one final quick quick question. If one of the top five, you know, um, you know, and the order is different depending on who you talk to, if one of the top five wide receivers is sitting there at 20, do you go pick them, one of them and go, look, I mean, it's going to get a guy that's a stud five years, Devin Lloyd's off the board, you know, Zion Johnson's the best, you know, offensive lineman on the board. Do you go do that? Because that's something that stands out to me that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. And I, I, I do think wide rec- I wouldn't be upset with that just personally. I wouldn't. If there's a guy that they have that, on their draft board uh, that high that they're that, you know, again, I think that there's so much value at receiver though. Yes. In the second to fourth rounds that it would be hard for me to pull a trigger in the first. (laughs) That's it. Have to be a transformational player. Yes. Yes. But with that, that wraps up this week's Steelers touch down under. I'm Matty Peverell joined uh, by he's being a bit of a regular for us, but that's a great (laughs) thing. Shannon White. Thank you very much. Shannon White. We hope everyone uh, has a lovely weekend that's listened live or that's uh, when this podcast goes out or if you're listening to it already in your work week. um, Hope you're having a good week. And Shannon, just sign it off as you always like to sign off shows. All righty. Time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.